Welcome to another edition of the WISSports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISSports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. The last time we, uh, we did one of these was a week ago, Wednesday, March 11th, which based on everything that has happened in the interim, feels like about two years ago. It is difficult to explain, difficult to grasp, difficult to wrap our heads around everything that has occurred. And obviously, we are a high school sports uh, entity. That's where our focus is. We're going to talk about the impact of uh, of everything from the last week plus as it relates to high school sports. But man, it has uh, it has been a interesting, crazy, worrisome time for a lot of people beyond what happens in high school sports. Again, going back to last week, you know, I, I don't think this was really on our radar much. Um, when we had done our girls basketball sectional preview, uh, or excuse me, state tournament preview with Norbert Durst last week, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, I don't think, a uh, significant possibility in most people's minds that what occurred over the next several days was even a possibility. I, I haven't gone back and listened to it for sure, but I don't know that we even brought up the idea of impacts or changes on the high school sports tournaments and uh, what would transpire in the following days. So it has been a roller coaster for all of us. And uh, we will uh, have a lot to talk about um, in terms of what it's going to mean, what it's going to impact for a lot of different things, a lot of different reasons, a lot of different parts of high school athletics. Um, we uh, we published an article today just kind of talking about, you know, what our plan is at WSN going forward. Uh, we are We feel we're in a good spot. We feel that, you know, it will be a challenge for us, just like it will be for many people, but um, it's something that we can get through. Your help would certainly be appreciated. We're not asking you to do anything different than you've always done, folks. Click around, view uh, articles and uh, pages and uh, things on our site, just like you always have. Um, we won't have, obviously, new information, new standings and box scores and whatnot for uh, the spring sports. So that will present a, a big challenge for us in terms of our traffic and everything that goes with it as a uh, internet-based media company. So if you can help out by visiting a few more pages every time that you come to WSN, if you come for an article, click around to some sports pages a few times, uh, click on some other articles, help us out there if you can. If you're so inclined, if you're able, if you're in a position to, and uh, you would be uh, interested in purchasing a WSN Extra subscription if you haven't already, uh, we have uh, over 4,000 subscribers currently to our WSN Extra uh, package. If you haven't yet and you, you like what we do and you'd like to support what we do and, and help us continue what we do, if you can buy a subscription, that is uh, very impactful for our business, obviously. Um, but uh, it will be different. It will be different for us. It'll be different for a lot of people. Um, just from the, the standpoint of high school sports, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, depend on, um, you know, everything that goes along with it from coaches to trainers, to, uh, administrators, to the folks that supply uniforms, your local people, uh, many of them 
that supply uniforms and apparel and the, uh, you know, the, the t-shirts that they wear for, um, community night or youth night, whatever it might be, uh, those kinds of uh, things. Um, there's a lot of people going to be impacted uh, just in the high school sp- sports realm, and that's to say nothing of obviously much larger consequences going on uh, around our country. Um, so again, if, if you can support us in any way, clicking around a little bit more, purchasing a WSN Extra subscription, we would certainly appreciate it. We will, uh, in, in just a moment, get to a guest that will, uh, better than anyone, walk us through the timeline of what happened last week. We will talk with Todd Clark, the director of communications from the WIAA, and uh, get his insight on how things went down last week, what things went into the decisions that were made. I know that there were a lot of questions. The uh, the WIAA received a lot of um, criticism uh, from people that uh, commented on our social media posts that that uh, you know responded to us directly. That um, you know whatever it might be. It was uh, absolutely a no-win situation, a lose-lose situation for the WIAA as they proceeded Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, you know, they got criticism for letting the tournaments continue as long as they did. They got criticism for limiting the uh, fans in the first place, and then obviously a significant amount of criticism for what would follow on Thursday night with the cancellation of all remaining winter sports tournaments. It all proved to be moot with uh, the announcement by Governor Evers on Friday that all schools were canceled for uh, an extended period of time. And uh, so it, it was a, a tough situation for the WIAA, and we will uh, allow them to walk through, again, what, uh, what happened, why it happened, how it happened, and all the things that went in to that decision. As we continue to break down the, uh, the fallout of everything that happened last week, it, uh, it's important that we go straight to the source and get as much information as we can. Uh, and, and that will involve bringing on uh, Todd Clark, the Director of Communications from the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association, uh, who was in the thick of things last week. Uh, as all of the news broke, as all of things changed, as everything evolved, so, so quickly over the course of several days. And Todd, uh, I definitely appreciate you coming on to, to provide some uh, context, to provide some, uh, some clarity, and uh, just kind of walk us through everything that happened in this last crazy week. Yeah, thanks, Travis, for having me on. Yeah, it was uh, starting, well, when we look back at it, uh, the initial uh, thought process and planning stages uh, that's a little bit different than any other year. I believe started last Monday, uh, the week of the girls' basketball tournament, and with with uh, meetings with the CDC that our executive director Dave Anderson and Wade Lebecki were uh, part of, and started to look at measures we take to make sure we're not uh, promoting the the I guess the spread of this virus. Uh, COVID-19. So uh, took all the precautions that the CDC had indicated and we started our planning uh, for the tournament. And then, as everybody's aware, it just started to snowball from there as far as ways that um, we continued to look at. And when when we looked at the tournament and doing the best and almost everything we possibly could do to preserve 
an opportunity to play uh, those games in these tournaments, uh, we were unable to do that just based on, you know, the, the trends that, that began uh, to snowball, whether it be Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NCAA, and a number of the states around Wisconsin uh, in those days of Wednesday, Thursday, and then moving into Friday as well. So, um, again, it was, as you said, an ever-evolving situation last week. So just to just to clarify, you, you guys started having those conversations about what this could mean. It was on your radar beginning on last Monday already. Is that correct? That's when we started to, you know, talk about alternative plans as to what we may be able to do just based on how things were evolving so quickly. Uh, there were discussions prior to that, but not to the point where uh, we had information from the CDC. We were in, in uh, contact with health officials around the state uh, prior to that time. But uh, Monday was really when uh, I think it all kind of, uh, here, here's what, in the week forward, here's what we're looking at, here's where we are at this moment moving forward. And again, uh, the way they uh, spiraled uh, over the week, uh, I don't know if anybody could predict that. So as the week unfolded, when did it start to become clear that this was ha- – had the potential or was going to cause a serious disruption. Was that as early as those conversations on Monday? Was it later on, on Wednesday when some of the NBA news broke? When did that serious disruption start to become a real possibility and discussion point? Travis, during Monday and Tuesday's preparations for the state tournament, we were, uh, we were going full speed ahead with the precautions, you know, the, the typical uh, information that was, was provided uh, universally to, to wash your hands, you know, to assess your risk, uh, you know, and, and do those types of things uh, that would help uh, prevent the spread of viruses of any type and colds and, and flu, those types of things. I think reality started kicking in, like you indicated, uh, that, that Wednesday when cancellations of, of seasons, of uh, preseasons, those types of things uh, started uh, coming about, and then even then, that's when we that late Wednesday night and early Thursday morning is when we determined uh, to follow the 50 to 250, depending on the venue size, uh, for group gatherings. And we thought with with the measures we put in place, even on Thursday morning, that we were well within the guidelines to be able to move forward. So at that point, that's when uh, those restrictions on the numbers of individuals and, and tickets that would be able to, to be present at the venue uh, was put in place. And, and by the end of that evening, uh, uh, it, it had spiraled to the point where uh, we needed to uh, uh, halt the tournament. You mentioned that you were in conversations with a lot of different groups and organizations and, and health officials, et cetera. How much communication were you getting from the state, not just about what recommendations were going were at the time, but what they were going to be doing? Um, you know, a lot of the, the, the changes that the WIA made uh, ended up kind of being almost in advance of what the state ended up doing at times. Yes, and that was uh, the good work of uh, Dave Anderson and Wade Lebecki, who are really behind the scenes uh, keeping their fingers on the pulse of this while we were administering the tournament. But uh, 
it was, you know, we have doctors on our sports medical advisory that were consistently been uh, working with over the last several weeks uh, with this. And, uh, you know, again, all the things that uh, from the early in the week was we're doing all the necessary things that has been prescribed by the CDC and the health officials to move forward. But um, again, uh, that has changed from uh, 24 hours and definitely from a 48-hour period, uh, Travis, that um, when, when you have a, that constant contact uh, with health individuals, they have that's what they're doing at this point. So we're in constantly engaged in that conversation, and that's that's why we reacted in in as quick a way as we possibly can, while trying to preserve uh, the opportunities uh, to, you know, participate in these tournaments. But uh, again, it, it was quick, uh, and but again, at the same time, where I will we were quick. I think we were also able to see where this was going. And following uh, Thursday night when we, we made the call, the, the halter tournament, it wasn't until, you know, it wasn't very long on Friday then Governor Evers, uh, uh, you know, made his executive order in, in moving forward with the school cancellations. We're talking with Todd Clark, the Director of Communications at the WIAA. I know it was a, a difficult decision. I saw the anguish on Dave Anderson's face and, and Kate Peterson, Abiyad and, and yourself and all the staff that were there at the rush center as uh, it almost became a little bit of an inevitability, it seemed. But could you walk us through the conversations that were had uh, had by the not only the executive staff, but the board of control who ultimately makes that decision that went into the determination late Thursday night to ultimately cancel the remainder of the winter sports season? Well, it's interesting, Travis, because it's true. We threw everything out there uh, as far as thoughts. We just a brainstorming as to, well, are we able to continue, and if so, what does that mean? You know, and there are a number of things that uh, was in consideration, and and the number of those. Uh, when you think, well, can we move forward uh, with the CDC guidelines? And we were still within the CDC guidelines uh, at that time uh, of what the CDC you know, prescribed as gatherings uh, and such. But there are a number of things that evening uh, that I think uh, when provided to the board and to the executive staff, it became, uh, like you said, inevitable that something needed to be done. And uh, first of all, we started to see uh, doctors weighing in, indicating that um, senior living facilities uh, concerned with, you know, the, the, the communities and those, and not so much uh, that they're coming to the games, obviously, but people from events uh, going into these facilities, senior living facilities, and those are the high risk. Uh, then we received started getting um, uh, discussions and conversations with rural doctors concerned for uh, people coming to the tournament and then coming back to their rural communities where they still you know maybe perhaps not have the resources that uh, some of the metropolitan areas have and they wouldn't have enough beds and ventilators and rest 
respirators to, to help with the quarantines if something like that happened. So, again, those concerns from the medical community. Uh, also, we started to get, uh, because as you're well aware of uh, and your listeners are, is that we still had uh, boys basketball sectional semifinals Thursday night and sectional finals on Saturday. Well, with the ongoing trends, it, it started to become a little concerning to member schools uh, to host these events in their communities. So when that took place, I think uh, it swayed the board in a direction that, uh, you know what, if we have member schools that uh, feeling that it may not be in the best interest uh, of their community to host these uh, events, perhaps um, um, that is something that's important and we need to consider. So it's largely been proven mute, uh, moot, excuse me, uh, with the news that would follow uh, the next day with Dever, uh, Governor Evers canceling and, and closing schools. Um, but many people have asked, and so I want to ask you about why the WIA used the term cancel and, and went that route instead of postpone. I, I, I don't have an issue with it, but it's something that many, many people have uh, brought up. So I, I want to give you a chance to uh, respond to that idea of canceling instead of postponing. You know, and again, there are a number of factors, uh, Travis, that went into the decision to cancel in the first place, and uh, you know, opposed to continuing in, in in moving forward, based on the information we had available uh, on Thursday, the trend and the recommended practice to prevent spread of the virus, and the projected length of the pandemic, uh, as well as you know, the organizations and, and associations projecting through the spring, uh, the board and executive staff came to that decision. You know, and, and we, had, we thought about it, and when you look at spring sports and consistently dealing with the unpredictable weather, the postponements, and the, consolation, or the cancellations just with weather alone, uh, and not knowing what's to come. I mean, again, this thing is ever-evolving, um, it's a, it's a situation that we, when you start condensing the season further than what you already do with the other cancellations and postponements, it becomes very challenging for our members. So I, I think that weighs in heavily as to why the, why cancellation and, and, and not postponement, because we are aware of a number of uh, our states around the Midwest that straight out canceled, such as we did, uh, and there are others that have postponed, and, and reading the knowledge and information that's available uh, on their websites and, and getting the emails back and forth with our counterparts, they have no idea uh, when what postponement means as far as having a time where that can take place, um, especially with schools shutting down and, and some of the projections now uh, that we're hearing. So. Um, you know, uh, it was the determination based on those factors why the, the board and the staff uh, considered it to be canceled as opposed to postponed. So as we move forward and we work um, optimistically and uh, we, we do work under the assumption that schools will resume at some point this school year, let's work under that assumption for now. When schools do resume for this school year, what is the timeline for sports to follow? Okay, and what we're, we're uh, doing is kind of uh, seeing what 
you know, what the landscape is at this point. We will be meeting uh, probably with the Board of Control later on this week, uh, talking about the spring seasons moving forward, putting a closure to the to winter seasons, and, and what that all means is moving forward with spring seasons in uh, the, the tournament series. Now, thinking, you know, optimistically, like you mentioned, that schools resume and athletics resumes in the state, what we could and, and look for and hope for is to you know, provide these opportunities without as little disruption as possible. Uh, so depending on when that takes place, there will probably be, uh, because everything is shut down now, there will probably need to be that uh, the practices that remain in the recommendation or the, uh, in the, the season regs that teams have to follow before the first scrimmage and their first games but once that happens uh there is the, that opportunity to play and and as we know with spring seasons already a lot of times they get condensed based on uh weather so we know uh within several weeks you can get a number of games in but at this time again this is as of you know one one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock on uh you know on this day at some point uh we look forward to having a tournament uh and at the same scheduled time as it is right now uh but as we move forward down the road a little bit and we see more of how things transpire we'll be able to look and see what uh uh, if any adjustments, but right now, if, if school was to resume, we're going to try to keep the, the season the way it is and keep our tournament series as scheduled. Uh, this is a tough question, and nobody, I guess, <laughs> knows where things are right now. But what is the WIA realistically expecting to happen with spring sports? You know, I will. Uh, in truthful honesty, I have no idea as much as anybody else does. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, and again, uh, we don't want to speculate, uh, but uh, we, we are very hopeful uh, that we do have spring sports. Is there any consideration to allowing waivers for winter sports teams, spring sports teams um, to potentially compete beyond or outside the regular season calendar in non-WIA events if the WIA cancels but other groups continue uh, and advisories from medical, et cetera, from state and federal allow, is there any consideration to allowing those things to take place? A, let's say a girls basketball team to play in a, you know, a, a newly organized national tournament in June to replace what was lost in many states. Is that something that could be allowed? That is something, Travis, that we will probably be talking about this week as far as if any adjustments need to be made for uh, anything that might come up that is non-school related, uh, those types of things. But, the, you know, those determinations have not been made at this time. And I think it, it'll take, uh, you know, uh, an approval from the Board of Control and in in this case, uh, we wouldn't be able to unilaterally just waive those uh, regulations at this point. But uh, again, all discussions will be had, and uh, we'll see uh, what comes about uh, as we move forward. But uh, again, uh, we're just looking at trying to preserve spring opportunities at this point, and whether we extend them 
Uh, and again, there are so many things. When I say things, I mean talk about circumstances that whether it be venues or those types of things for our tournaments uh, and other sports going on at the same time to allow other things to happen uh, outside of school. Uh, those all have to be talked about. Um, so in, in talking about some of the off the court or other things, the, the business of the WI, if you will, there's scheduled to be an annual meeting coming up next month. There are scheduled to be board of control meetings, coaches, advisory meetings, et cetera. Do you anticipate those continuing, uh, potentially or likely in some kind of electronic or uh, conference call or, or distance, um, technology perspective? Yeah, I think when you talk about the committee meetings, the and again, uh, for your listeners who are the at the end of each season, the coaches of those sports get together and talk about possible amendments to the regulations of the sport, and those are coming up right on the heels of the tournaments here, uh, right after boys basketball uh, that would have taken place and early into April. So those committee meetings, I believe what we're going to try to do, if all feasible, is have uh, Zoom meetings where they're video and audio, electronic means. The annual meeting is something that uh, the Board of uh, Control will be talking about uh, coming up in in a meeting, uh, and we will see how that works because that is a situation where it's a business meeting and there's also votes on amendments to the Constitution. And whether we delay that or uh, have some other way of having that meeting electronically, uh, we will have to see what the board is thinking about how to move forward with the annual meeting. Todd, it's uh, it's a incredibly challenging time in high school sports. It's an incredibly challenging time for the WIA and the staff there to make the best determinations possible for the players, the coaches, the teams, the communities involved in high school sports. Um, I know it's been a hectic week for you guys and in, in, uh, going back, I guess, farther than a week even, um, but I appreciate you joining us to give some some clarity and, and uh, just kind of give some context to the decisions and the, the, the timelines and all that's transpired in the last week. So uh, thanks for joining us, Todd. Um, if there's uh, you know anything else that we should keep in mind, certainly feel free to let us know. But we are, uh, like you, hopeful and looking forward to the start of spring, uh, spring sports, right? All right. Thanks, Travis. And thanks for covering high school sports the way you do. So there you go. I, I hope that that conversation helps bring some clarity and bring some uh, context to the, the decision-making process by the WIAA, what they um, had, had been incorporating into their discussions, how it went down, why it went down the way it did. Um, it will never make everyone happy, and that's understandable because it is such a significant uh, impact for so many people. Uh, high school sports shouldn't be you know, the be-all, end-all. It, it isn't for most people, but it is a big thing. It is a big deal. It is very, um, you know, impactful for a lot of people. And when something like this occurs, you understand that there are going to be uh, high emotions, that there's going to be um, disappointment that will uh, render itself as frustration, as anger, as uh, whatever it might be. 
but uh, again, hope that this brought some additional information that can uh, be used as we move forward. And again, hopefully we are moving forward very soon. Hopefully we are at some point talking about spring sports. Hopefully we are talking about um, state championships for baseball, for softball, for track and field, the other spring sports. It would be uh, a great relief to a great many people if that were the case. Whenever high school sports does resume, however, you can be sure that WISports.net will be there. We'll be covering it. We'll be bringing you all the information, all the action, all the reaction. You can look for uh, a number of new content pieces, ideas, uh, things that we're working on at WSN to kind of fill the void here for a little while as, uh, as sports go dark. Uh, we started it with our WSN watch party last night, uh, taking a look back at the 2012 state championship game, Division Five boys basketball between Sheboygan Lutheran and Racine Lutheran, better known as the Sam Decker game. Hopefully we can uh, find some more games to, to do that with, uh, not just in boys basketball, but girls basketball, excuse me, uh, perhaps football, if we can find, um, find some video for it. In uh, in a host of other things that we'll be coming out with in the next uh, in the coming days in the coming weeks, and again, hopefully that you will uh, stay with us and continue to be involved in what we're doing at WSN as we try to bring the stories, the uh, information, the news uh, of high school sports around the state. Um, so, uncertain times for sure. We don't know when things are going to start back up. It might be a while. But again, when it does, we will be there. I am Travis Wilson, the general manager at WISports.net. Whenever high school sports gets back underway, we will see you at a game.